Our passion didn't start with the mouth. It started with people, with the well-being of the profession. And if you're like me, maybe a little bit of your nerdiness in all things tech too. We all want to love what we do, but the truth is burnout, people problems, and glass ceilings can keep us from doing what we set out to do. So let's get back to the heart of connection. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. This show is about passing you the knowledge, the habits, the systems, and the strategies to lead your teams, lean on the tech, and listen to your gut while you take care of teeth. And let's get honest, the overall health of our communities. Let's stop using the wrong end of the toothbrush, y'all. My name is Dr. Kelly Tanner. Oh, and uniquely, I'm a dental hygienist, too. You can consider me a guru in the dental and leadership industry. With over three decades of experience, my goal is to take you to the next level by empowering growth, perspective, and confidence. By identifying the gaps, recognizing the plaque, and extracting the truth with other experts in the field. I'll share their stories, empower you to own yours, and elevate your passion in the process. So have a seat in the chair, put on your bib, and let's get to work. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Lauren. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the Dental Handoff. I'm Dr. Kelly Tanner, and it is a beautiful day outside. It's warming up here in Virginia, and I know Lauren is ready also for some spring weather, just like I am. Today, we have the pleasure of having Lauren Schultz with us. And Lauren is a new graduate. Mm-hmm. She's, a, she's a dental hygienist, and she graduated hygiene school in May. And I asked her to, to be with us today because I wanted to hear a few things from her. I wanted to hear her perspective, advice on um, what she would say to students who are still in a program and also, you know, what she would, what she would tell you about what it's like to emerge into that work environment and some things that were scary, but she, you know, persisted. She came out on the other side stronger. She's still going through it and she's a mom of two and just killing it, crushing it out in the real world. So um, today we have, we have with us Lauren. And Lauren, if you wouldn't mind just starting telling us a little bit about you and where you live and a little bit a little bit about your why. Sure. So I'm here in Virginia too. I'm enjoying some sunshine right now. Um, yeah, like you said, just graduated hygiene school and um, have been working in a general dentistry office for just a few months now. So so how has that been for you? Just, I mean, I, I know that when you graduate from hygiene school, there's the process of like taking the boards and waiting for your licensure and making sure all your ducks are in a row before you can actually work. How was that process for you? It was long <laughs> and it took a while, but I tried to make the best of it because I did have the summer to spend with my boys. So that was great. So I tried, like I said, I tried to make the the best of it while I was studying for boards and then still had that time in between. Um, But when I finally got my license, I was ready to hit the ground running, but it definitely, it took a long time. It was, it's frustrating. There's a lot of legwork that you have to do. um, Like you said, to get all your ducks in a row. Um, But it, it all finally worked out and I'm, I'm finally here trucking along. So it's good. Good. Yep. Good. And then, so why did you choose dental hygiene? I always, I always ask this to everyone who joins us on the show. Why dental hygiene? 
So I love the healthcare field. I spent time um, as a recreation therapist for many years, and I was really looking for something um, that was a more skilled approach to healthcare when it was time for me to change careers and um, kind of turn my life around a little bit. And I just, I loved the practicality of dental hygiene. I loved the schedule that it could offer. Um, and really with dental hygiene, the routine that you can have mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis is really nice. You can, you can count on that routine, but what changes it up is your patients. So throughout the day, you're constantly changing, even though hygiene might be the same and you might have your routine, but your, your patients are different in how you interact and, you know, some of their needs, you can just tweak it just a little bit. So I, I really enjoyed that. Good. Is, was it everything you thought it was going to be? It's really good. I think I still have yet to experience if it's everything that I thought it was going to be because I'm so new in it, but I'm, I'm happy. I feel accomplished and everything that I've done. And yeah, so it's, it's good. Good. I know that it, I, I remember how intimidating it was when I first graduated and mm -hmm. I was hired by a doctor who was a dentist in our clinic, who was a supervising dentist. And just to be able to know that I was meeting his standards and meeting mine and realizing six months later that I'd probably miss the distal of 15 on all <laughs> of my patients right? because you, know, you see all do. six months later and it's like, Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that wasn't there before. I needed a man. I was going through some growth opportunity there, but Absolutely. how was that for you? It's just like the, how would you describe the growth that you went through when you walked into that office? You know, sure. that first week? so I have the opportunity to work with three different dentists. So um, trying to learn what everybody what everybody wants, how to best serve my patient, but also how the dentist best practices is, um, it can be a little tricky and intimidating sometimes. I'm not going to lie, but I've learned to really trust them and ask and ask questions. Um, if I am struggling with something, if I don't know which code to use or what direction we might need to go. I also work with three wonderful hygienists, um, and I can, I can ask them anything. So really just taking that time to be humble, uh, finding the, the person to go to, if I need to just stop and take a breath and take a second to get myself together, to get my thoughts together. Um, I think that's kind of what I've had to do, humble myself a little bit and make sure that I'm, that I'm asking questions. Good. I, I think that's so important because we, we do have to humble ourselves. I think mm -hmm. even if you have been in the profession for 50 years, you know, 20 years, it just that, just that, just that ability to humble yourself to say, you know, I don't know. And maybe there is a better way mm -hmm. and to remain open to that. So what, like, what has the doctor done or doctors, what have they done to support you in your journey as a new hygienist? Were there did they accommodate you in some way and how have they been to work with? So they've been, they've been great. Um, 
it's with anything. It, it takes time to get to know people, but there's the fact that I can go in and ask anybody a question. Um, you know, I'll always try to check in with anybody in the office. Um, you know, the, the girls who wonderfully um, help with the, do the front desk and, um, Hey, is there anything that I can do different? Um, just trying to get feedback from the assistants. What, what can I do the same? What can I do different and doing the same thing with the dentist, just checking in every once in a while. And everybody's been very receptive about that. Um, if, if people do notice the little things that things that I need to tweak here and there, um, they feel comfortable to approach me with that. And everybody's been kind and, and helpful. So even if it does hurt your soul a little bit, <laughs> perfect after all, um, you know, it, it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. So like, how do you get to that point? I mean, is this, do you think this is your personality? Do you think that, do you think that you went in there and because this takes a lot of self-awareness, this takes a lot of knowing yourself and mm -hmm. being vulnerable in the practice and to know who you are, to be able to ask those level of questions to say, please tell me what I can do to improve. So is, do you feel like this is how you showed up as a person or is this something that you felt like you should do? Or like, how would you, if a person had an issue with this, I guess is what I'm getting at. Like, mm -hmm. how would you go and say, I really suggest that you do this. And then this is how you do it. Like, how would you tell them to do that? Well, I think it takes, it takes practice. Um, I think you have to be mindful of it. Uh, I am obviously changing careers midlife. So I've, I've got, maybe I don't have 20 years of dental experience, but I have 20 years of professional experience where um, I've been able to practice that. So it does, it does take some level of practice. I think that talking to your friends outside of hygiene and just kind of bouncing ideas and things like that off of, off of your friends is, is helpful too. Um, but I think it's imperative in a small dental world because we all work in these small, tight-knit, family-like environments. Um, so I think it's important to, to be humble. And if we're all looking at ourselves and being considerate of other people and trying to put on our best front, then I think we'll make a successful practice. Yeah. And I think too, that's what keeps people in the practice. You know, there's been so, such a change in just the workforce and mm -hmm. not just unique to dentistry. We talk about it on this podcast is the show, but just the, you know, folks not being happy, being burnt out. And I think that mm -hmm. what you are alluding to right now is like that key of being able to stay and being happy where you are and having that connectivity to your team mm -hmm. as well. Definitely. It's, it's vital because it, there's, there's small, there's small offices. Um, you want to know that people have your back and that, that people can count on you also when the time yeah. comes for it. So, yeah, it's, um, so a lot of, a lot of people I talk to, like I, I talk to a lot of people every week and doctors too. And they're like, okay, Kelly, like, what do you say? Like, how does an office attract a hygienist? So, you know, you, you recently were looking for your love connection, right. And where you were working. So what were the attributes that you were looking for in an office that attracted you to where you are? And I know the doc who you work with, he's mm -hmm. amazing. Yep. So uh, walk me through like what you were looking for, what you honed in on. 
for that well, decision? Well, first of all, um, I love the fact that the retention rate at the office has been so high. That was one of the first things that made me jump on um, applying and interviewing at this particular office um, because they've been open for a long time. The reputation in the community is outstanding and people have been there for 10 plus years. So um, they've got to be doing something, something right. Even through all the ups and downs, you know, people have been there for a while. So I would say that was the, um, between the retention rate and the reputation in our community, I really wanted to make sure I could, I could get in there. Um, again, I love the fact that there are three dentists and there's, there's other hygienists in the office, but it's still a small feel. Um, so it, it feels like the, the best balance for me to where there's multiple people where I can glean from their, their knowledge and their experience, but it's still small enough that it, it feels like home. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So when you're describing to me, like their reputation in the community, do, what does that, if you were coaching, if you were in my position, your coaching mm -hmm. practices to say, here's what your reputation is like, like what, how would you describe that reputation that an office needs to have? Sorry to put you on the spot. I no, just, you're fine. Okay. So, I mean, I think they need to be dependable and people need to be able to go in there and know that they're going to get the the best work. I think that they need to know that people are going to be honest with them. Um, if there are certain procedures, if there's um, certain things that a patient needs, then, you know, I would hope that anybody in any practice would offer that. I think having choices, you know, here's, um, you know, here's what can happen if we go this route and here's what can happen if you go this route. So I think honesty, I think um, just quality of your work is going to be, is going to be key. And then, you know, the, the icing on the, on the cake would be just being able to have that personal connection with your patients. Um, and that's another thing that I love about the practice. You know, our patients have been coming here for a long time too. So everybody, in the office knows certain things about our patients and we can just make it a personable, fun experience too. Yeah. So, and I think that, I think all of those things are what I hear about our practice um, in the community. So. so what I hear you saying too, is that not only do you experience that, but that's what others, how others would describe it mm -hmm. as well, who have worked there. Mm -hmm. Is that what you mean? Yep, absolutely. Okay. So it's, it's other folks who are in their office who have worked there, who um, are part of that team, who are telling that story to, mm -hmm. to other dental professionals and probably patients as well. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, what I tell docs and offices when they ask me that advice, I'm like, it doesn't just have to do with attracting patients. It has to do with attracting your staff. It's your branding. It's who you are and who you say. It's it's being excited to go to work and say, I get to work for Dr. So-and-so. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. People are like, nah, -uh. you got to be a part of that team. That's amazing. Absolutely. And to feel like you are hashtag winning, you know, at being able to work there and being a part of that team. And knowing and growing too. And I know the doc that you work for, mm -hmm. he's big into the quality of his, of his work. And he uh, is a straight shooter, but he's also very, um, he, he coaches you through it as, sure as well. So talk me through, do you have like a recent conversation that maybe you want to share with our audience about 
you know, maybe something that mm -hmm. you were going to him or one of the doctors going, uh, how do I do this? Like, can you kind of walk us through that? Well, let's see. I mean, there's definitely patients when they come in and I'm trying to figure out if it's, is this a gum issue? Is this a, is this a tooth issue? So definitely going and making sure, do you need a PA of, of this tooth? Um, but I think the biggest ones are when you have your new patients and there's just, there's a question of, do you need SRPs and deeper cleanings? Is this just going to be a profi? Um, so I'll, I'll definitely go back. All right. What do you, what do you need? What should I do here? Um, is this going to be a four, three, four, six? Is this, I don't know. I don't know. And so they'll, they'll definitely take their time and, and walk me through that. Um, I think one of the other ones I had the other day might be something simple, but you know, I have a 19 year old. Well, do I do an FMX? Do I do another pan? Cause she's got some wisdom teeth. And so I'm um, trying to make those decisions, um, based on what the patient needs and also what the doctor needs to help diagnose. So I did have that conversation the other day. Yeah. Um, that, that's a really good example of, mm -hmm. oh gosh, I remember those. <laughs> I remember those because it probably had been a bit, but then you're like, okay, what, what's probably the most imminent need of this individual? And did they have any other concerns in terms of um, restorative or perio or was it, or was it everything? Oh, are you, was, was, was it just particular pain? Molars? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. So she was fine. She didn't have any other perio. Her hygiene was impeccable. Um, so I was, I was impressed <laughs> with her. I told her she could come and teach my boys a thing or two, <laughs> but well, she didn't have any other issues going on really. Um, so yeah, it's, it's walking yourself through that decision-making like, okay, what passed the litmus test in school? Mm -hmm. How do I apply this to, I mean, cause you know, the, you know, the, um, the decision-making that goes on like that decision-making tree, do they have carries? Do they are you high risk right. are you here? And then it's okay. Yes, yes, no, 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 no. But what could they benefit from the most? And that's mm -hmm. probably where your doctor is like probably a pan, right? Um, I think we decided to wait because I think we're going to do an FMX the next time she comes in. Okay. So, um, that's what he had wanted to do at this, at this stage of the game. Okay. She wasn't doing for bite wings, but there was the pan, but then there's the FMX. And so. Yeah. When everything is due, like how do you choose what to do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily she didn't need the bite wings that day, but yeah, that's, but, that's good. But it's all those little things that can kind of, it gets overwhelming. You. It is overwhelming. And just trying to, I remember the first two weeks I was practicing, just remaining on and being present and happy the entire day was exhausting because I was, <laughs> <laughs> I go home. I don't want to talk. Just give me a minute. But I think the thing to remember is, okay, so if you, if you don't do you don't do an x-ray or if you accidentally miss this piece of calc, it's okay. You know, everybody's going to make a mistake. Everybody's going to miss something. And that's, that's okay. You know, you'll, you'll learn from that experience and you know, you'll figure out how to make it better next time. Yeah, exactly. Um, Nobody probably ever died from missing calculus, but I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's studies out there. <laughs> I mean, it tributes to other well, factors. <laughs> yeah, well, no. Um, so based on what you know now mm -hmm. and 
being a, a newer practicing hygienist, what type of advice can you give those who are already, who are in school now, maybe in their junior or senior year, just in school in general, what are some, what's some sage advice? I, I know that when I was faculty for you know 25 years, it's like, it's all going to work out, I promise. And then yeah. they're like, how does that help me? How does that even help me? <laughs> so other than that, like, what's your advice? Um, so, okay. So the piece of advice that I got actually from one of the dentists in my practice, um, it was like two or three weeks after I got my license. So again, it kind of, it hurts your soul a little bit, but apparently some people had complained about um, maybe some water from the ultrasonic going everywhere or uh, maybe a little bit too rough. Um, but while you're adjusting to your skills and while you're getting your speed up while being efficient in that speed, it's going to take you a little bit of extra time. So slow down. That's what he said. You know, slow down. I know you're new, but slow down, take your time. And if you need to have fewer patients in the day, just let us know. Mm. Um, so I thought that was amazing advice the way he approached me about it, even though I got upset because I don't want to make my practice or my patients feel upset. Um, so I took that advice. I slowed down. I made sure to ask questions and I, I really appreciated that. So I would say to anybody who's graduating is don't be so hard on yourself, but definitely take time to slow down. You don't have the skills quite honed in yet as somebody who's been practicing for 20 years. So don't necessarily compare yourself, but you know what you're doing. It just takes time to, to build those up. So it's a practice for a reason. <laughs> yeah, that's such, such good advice. And do you feel like that when the doctor said that to you to just slow down, if you need extra time, that that took that pressure off of you, whether you needed it or not, just, just, just kind of like, was like, okay, I have support. So again, when you're new to somewhere, you're still trying to learn and understand everybody's personalities. So I would say, yes, it took the pressure off once I talked to one of the other hygienists to really understand um, where people are coming from. So she kind of talked me through that process. Hey, you know, just like what I just said, we've all been there. We all have things. It's okay. Um, so once I gathered up a little bit of that information, I put my insecurities kind of up on the shelf after that, um, that time, because you're definitely insecure. And when you hear feedback like that, it opens up that box of insecurity again. So I shelved that after I talked to my hygienist friend and, um, I've been good ever since I think. So that's, that's so, and it's, I love what you're saying, Lauren, because, I just love how you approach it because you you're taking the feedback that you're getting, mm -hmm. you're processing it, you're being reflective, and then you're asking people about it. Like, what is your experience here? And I think that's critical for growth in any area of our life, that reflection, mm -hmm. that, that mentoring, that being in an office that has that yeah. too. That's great. You know, to be, I mean, what a, what an amazing situation and environment that you're in. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, very happy. I'm glad they took a chance on me on a new grad and um, I hope I make them proud too. So, um, you know, cause ultimately 
they took a chance on me with the patients in our practice. And that's why we're there, right? To help our patients. So. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, you're an excellent clinician. Um, when she was in school, you guys, mm -hmm. I, I took, <laughs> I went in to see her and I took my daughter in to see her and yes. we got to experience her excellence firsthand. And yes. it was great. And uh, well, so thorough. That, well, okay. So Kelly, that would be one piece of advice I would give um, students who are still in school. If you can bring in a registered hygienist to be your patient, I think that makes a world of difference. I remember you sitting in the chair and I was doing perio charting and probing. You're like, nope, do it this way, do it this way. And I could actually change and adjust what I needed. And that muscle memory really it, it connected. And that really helped a lot having you in my chair. So Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Thank that's you. because I, I knew what you were. It's like, I knew what you're doing because I've been teaching it so long. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, angle a little bit differently. Go yeah, and that helped. <laughs> and it, it, I mean, it did, it made, it made a big difference. And then because it, it does take practice to do all of that. So to sit there and be corrected, have that immediate feedback um, and then be able to correct it right away rather than practicing wrong and then having to readjust. That was big. So if you're a student and you can get a hygienist in your chair, do it. But not your faculty member because you'd be nervous. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, a friend, a hygienist from the outside, from the community. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I'm thinking, uh, well, you're thinking. <laughs> just local anesthesia on your faculty. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you learn quickly in hygiene school who your friends are, who you do and don't want to work with, right? That's true, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, that's awesome. So um, we talked a little bit about um, the to the folks who are still in school, new advice. Do you have any advice you want to offer for doctors or team members that you're going into? Like any advice that you would offer docs for hygienists who are emerging? How to attract a quality oh, individual such as yourself. Um, I, I think just do honestly do quality work and have, have a good reputation. But if you want to retain people, I think um, being kind in your approach, I, I think that anybody who's a hygienist knows that um, we need feedback. So being, being kind in that, but also giving positive feedback. Mm -hmm. um, we've got one doctor in there. Okay. Excellent. Excellent cleaning. Good work. Good, good job today, Lauren. And so not only do I hear that, but my patient hears that too. Um, so I really love that, um, that that particular doctor does that. Um, it, it helps. I think we all love it. <laughs> we all love it in there. Um, so, and then making sure that, that, Teamwork is good and keeping the drama to a minimum. Yeah. Cause it's, that can get out of hand quickly if, especially oh, if something, <laughs> I mean, cause you're in such small teams and something could happen that just upsets someone and then it just can spiral into something quickly. So just mm -hmm. to acknowledge that, to have the empathy, to acknowledge that, oh man, um, that may have just happened and then maybe go to them to say, I realize that this probably couldn't have it. So taking your principles that you're talking about and mm -hmm. going and applying them immediately to say, was there something I did to contribute to that? Because if it, if right. it is, I need to understand that. Yeah. I think that sums it up. <laughs> yeah. And then one last thing, and um, I know we need to wind it down, but 
what did you do to study for boards for, for your success? Okay. So I had an amazing study buddy. I love this girl so much. Um, so we'd go, we'd lay out by the pool, we'd have our snacks, we'd have our water and we would sit and we, I mean, we'd study for hours um, and taking our breaks every once in a while, making sure we got to laugh some, but um, I think having a study buddy was great. And then just breaking things down um, section by section. Um, and then I think you'll hear people say this a lot, but going back and reviewing the things that you're not that good at. So it's not as fun because you, you don't feel as good, <laughs> but it's where you need, where you need to have that, have that work. I remember going back and because um, public health, public health is something that's important. It was an important topic, but it's not something you apply necessarily every day, like knowing the parts per million of fluoride in your water. Mm -hmm. It's just not something that you're using every day, thinking about it. Just part, it's part of what you do and you consume. But I remember, oh man, I remember when I was doing a board review, it was mandatory for us in our college, Old Dominion University had a mandatory mm -hmm. one that was on site. And I remember going through this, I'm like, I don't even remember this class. And I, I, was I there? <laughs> because it just sort of fell out of my brain. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's great advice to go that. back yep. and focus on those areas that you know. And then did you do a board review? I did. Um, yep. I had a board review that I did. I think it expired after six months or something like that. Okay. But um, I would do that. I'd have a little app on my phone. So where if I'm sitting in the car line waiting for my kids, I would just answer a few questions here and there and just making sure that you're, that you're in it. And so. Yeah, good. And just okay. making it part of your rogue memory where you can just Absolutely. recall it. And I think too, the, some of the best advice that I was given and still I give is there's a lot of answers that seem exactly the same but choose mm -hmm. the most correct one, right? Because they're right. so close. They're yep. so close to answer. Flag it, but don't second guess yourself. So, Which is what we're really good at. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, all day, every day. So what do you do? Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. It's yes. been such a pleasure. And um, it's a pleasure to call you my friend, my colleague, That's now funny. that you've graduated. Yay. And I know that so many people will, will benefit from the advice and your perspective and Thanks. being a newer graduate. And then also to the doctor of what they can do and some of the principles that you use to grow, to learn, to overcome and prevent conflict and to lean into that opportunity. So thank you so much. Thank you. I hope it helps. And thank you for doing what you do for the dental field. You know, I love it. Thank yes, you. All righty. All right, everybody have a great day. Bye. Bye.